As we move on to Croft, a mediocre Moffitt makes me eat my words. Yes, welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast, uh, a review of Croft, which changed everything in the championship. Sutton's lead cut to us by a point. But there's a bigger question to ask first of all. Sam? Yes? Did you have ice cream or custard with your humble pie? Um, I, I prefer ice cream, but didn't have any, so I had to have custard. Was it nice humble pie? Um, it's a little bitter. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pleased to see some good racing. Very good. Is he now in your top ten? He, he's verging. Ooh. Verging. Verging. I think there's still more to come. Um, we have seen sort of like bright sparks from Moffat over previous weekends uh, across the season before. Um, but if he can make it more consistent, then um, he might start pushing his way in. Very good. What do you make of Ash Sutton losing uh, his championship lead of 30 points to 29? It, it looks damning. It looks like it, the uh, oof, the seas are changing, the winds are changing. Dare I say it, he wasn't spectacular at all this weekend, Did he need he? to be? Um, I mean, the point is that, isn't it? He's not been spectacular. He got a podium and he's lost, he's lost one point to his rivals. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be too worried by it. Um, we'll, we'll cover how his weekend uh, came to fruition um, in the reports coming up. But yeah, I don't think he's too worried about it. I think, I think the drivers chasing will be more worried that they haven't closed the gap by any more. Put it this way, I think if, he, if the championship's on the line... He would have made more progress this weekend. Yes, yes. You know, um, we're going to come to obviously race three, but it was uh, commented on continually that he was playing with the cars in front and just toying a little bit. And I think that's probably a fair summation, actually. He was, uh, yeah, there's more gears to go, metaphorically speaking. Yep, certainly was. Before we go into qualifying, yes. Tim Harvey had a beer in his bonnet this weekend about um, tyres. Uh, tyre stacks well, a, bit, bit of, a bit of housekeeping before we go into the thing it's the crux of the matter it's the big weekend topic what's your take on the tyre stacks on at the circuits so the the main areas of where we're seeing these tyre stacks are either on the inside of corners or uh, on the apexes of the chicanes um, there are what three chicanes at yeah. Croft and so we see them on the inside of all of them to make sure that drivers don't cut across the inside of the corner too much which I think is completely fair if you're looking at track limits for people running wide and having their track line track times deleted, then you have to probably look at where they're actually cutting corners to also make time. It's the classic thing of if they were at Monaco, there would be a wall there. They wouldn't cut it then, would they? No, I agree with you. And it's easy in qualifying to keep on top of track limits. It's harder yep. in a race when you've got seven, eight cars going over the same piece of tarmac in quick succession. Yes. I do... Simplifies to a degree. There's there's two things that have, I kind of with him on. So having read quite a few of the drivers' takes, that the tyres were actually moved throughout the weekend, so they weren't there Friday, yep. and they're bought in Saturday, and they've moved out throughout the weekend. That's silly. They've, they're going to be there. They've got to stay there for the whole weekend. That yes. that that I, that I agree with. Yeah. I do feel a little bit sorry for if you collect a stray tyre that's been knocked out by another driver. That's not your fault. But that's racing. There's lots of things that aren't your fault that don't go your way. That's that's racing. There's plenty of times that people have contact and there's debris on track. Yeah. And it, it's similar to collecting that. You could have 
a puncher and a blowout from that, like we saw in the F1 yep. in Baku, that that can have horrific consequences if if yeah. at all. And it's the same with hitting a tyre stack that's been dislodged as well. The problem is that fundamentally drivers will not respect track limits mm. and it's very hard to keep on top of during the race. And what is the alternative? Because if you start handing out five second penalties, you're going to miss somebody. Yep. It's natural. That's going to create you know a big problem in the paddock and for the official. So frankly, I, d- I don't know what else you can do. I, I wonder if you have to look at sort of like unifying everything and having pressure pads maybe on the inside of corners as well as the outside across all the tracks in the calendar not just the MSV ones I think it's still hard to keep on top of though in during a race yeah but at least, at, least with, at least with an electronic system there you know where the transponder is for that car which car's going over at which time the only thing I can think of is that for every time you cut the uh, or exceed a track limit you get an extra 3 kilograms to run, to run the next race but, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a hell of a job again for the marshals to keep on top of that. But yeah. you, you've got to give a punishment that stops the crime. Now it's a very sort of you know it's a very aggressive punishment. But you know, what else can you do? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one to, as you say, one to marshal it and two to find the right balance between penalising people that do it and obviously rewarding those who aren't doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I said the only way I can think to do it is if you're not going to have tyre barriers. Is that after every race, is the footage is reviewed for every car, which can be a, a logistical nightmare. But yep. anyone found to have breached track limits, you know, every time they breach a track limit, a particular corner, so yep. those chicanes, anyone's cut cut that right, that's extra three kilograms. So every time you do it, up to I don't know, sixty kilograms, something like that, that make yeah. them rate next race. Yep. Before we go into qualifying as well, it's important to point out that Halstead was standing in this weekend for uh, Parfit, who was nursing a back injury. So he came in and jumped into the Hyundai for this weekend only. We are expecting to see Parfit back at Silverstone. It's not a funding issue as far as we're aware. It is just an injury for Parfit. Yeah, and, and Halstead's raced in Ginettas before, so he, he may be a little race rusty, but he's certainly used to uh, bigger cars and being in events such as touring cars. Um, but yeah, I think we should get on now, straight into qualifying, um, because that was littered with incidents on Saturday. Qualifying report. Well, heading into qualifying on Saturday then, um, Butcher and Proctor had topped the times in the earlier free practice sessions, and were probably looking favourites to challenge at the top as long as they could get a clean lap in. Now with Croft being a longer circuit on the calendar, the rear wheel drive cars um, were able to bring in their tyres a lot quicker than we'd see at some other circuits, um, and were able to kickstart the session with some early quickish times. Um, however, on the first flying lap for uh, Carl Bordley, he was the first driver to take a trip through the gravel at Clairvaux. Um, Surprisingly, the only driver in the session to do yep. that. Um, Classic, which, wasn't it? Classic on cold tyres, cold brakes. Yeah, exactly. Turn it in, back end gets a bit loose and yep. has to correct it and turn out of it. Um, Sutton, though, would be the first driver to light up the tyre screens com- with three purple sectors with a 123 flat, uh, which he would back up on the next lap, go faster again, uh, setting the standards for others to follow. It took nearly seven minutes into the session before we started seeing any representative times from the front wheel drive cars, which I thought was quite unusual. It took a long time to get up to speed this weekend. I know, a long time. I know it's a longer circuit, and yes, the front wheel drives come in after that first lap to um, 
switch the tyres from front to rear and stuff. But that that seems an yeah, excessive minutes. long time. Seven minutes is a really long time. Um, however, their attempts would be cut short with Butcher pulling off through Sunny in, Sunny out with uh, smoke coming from under the bonnet of his Corolla. Uh, we would like to go on to find out that that was a full engine failure. Um, it would bring out the red flag, mean that he would lose any time that he had set, although I don't think he'd set one at all. No, he hadn't. Um, and would put him at the back for the start of race one on Sunday. The stoppage was fairly lengthy as well due to the oil drop by Butcher, but with the cement dust laid down, the session then got restarted, um, although not all the drivers took straight to the track. Hill was the next driver to um, jump to the pace of the top guys although having a big slide on his first uh, flying lap back out on track he um, followed it up with his second one going top of the times it was a hell of a save wasn't it he was still quickest personal best yeah, yeah, in that was. sector despite the slide so yeah yeah, yeah. but good save Bit that was com- coming into the final complex, wasn't he? The the first couple of sectors in the lap, he'd really hooked up, yep. and then you had the, this big slide. And I think I was like, "No, he's going to drop it." And um, but yeah, he did manage to hold on. Uh, he wasn't there for long though, as Turkington followed him through with two purple sectors to go to the top of the times by two tenths. PMR were looking fairly strong early on in the disruptive running, with Lloyd in fifth and Plato eighth. But surprisingly, Proctor, Ingram, Shedden, and Morgan. We're in the lower ebbs of the midfield, so like verging around like 18th, 19th. Inger in particular was... It's almost slow all day, well, wasn't he? Dreadful. Dreadful in the qualifying session, really was. I know they're struggling to hold the weight on that car, but... Yeah. This weekend's probably done, probably done him some favours going into Silverstone, really, yeah. because it, that car doesn't seem to have to qualify for the weight on board. It certainly doesn't. Um, those drivers were looking to make some tweaks in the pits to uh, help raise their position for Sunday. Uh, then, like, almost out of nowhere, Hamilton was uh, bringing out the second red flag of the session, uh, possibly having spun on the cement dust or maybe some of the liquid dropped earlier in the session into Sunny Inn and ended up facing the wrong way and then in the barrier. This was a bit of a problem because there's only 13 minutes left on the uh, clock. That would then get shortened to 10, which meant for the re- for the front-row drive cars, it was going to be really one quick lap at best maybe yeah. two if you hurried and didn't come in to cross your tyres yeah um, Smelt at this time though had gone kind of under the radar and was sitting fairly pretty up in 7th um, despite many not being able to get a good run together um, following the second red flag then uh, as you say the session was cut down to 10 minutes uh, drivers got back out on track to try and get their tyres in the right window to set the fastest times. Robottom was a driver of concern though when he re-entered the pit smoking heavily from the underside of the car although the me- the mechanics looked completely unfazed by it like it was normal. Maybe it's the new uh, brake cooling system that they uh, might have installed just it's all the steam coming I, off the brakes. I honestly thought he was joining the Red Arrows. It was a very smoky car. I'm it was. amazed they sent him back out. Um, I think I said to you at the time that that looks like it could be almost like a turbo failure yeah. or something like that. Um, but as you say, they sent him back out after the swapping the tyres round. Uh, meanwhile, out on track, Lloyd had jumped up to third, followed by Goff to seventh, and then Oliphant rose again to third. Um, and Robottom came back into the pits once more, smoking again, but then still went back out. Yeah. It didn't seem like a normal run for, for Team Dynamics, did it? It's been a normal season for them, has it, has it really? No, not really. Uh, a whole flurry of times then came through at the end of the session, which we kind of expected with it being shortened to 10, 10 minutes, with Cook going third, followed by Proctor to second, 
and Moffat to 4th. Morgan had risen slightly to 16th, but Shedden was still down in 22nd and Ingram only 20th. Plato improved once again to 6th and then Morgan um, did really well and got up into the top 5. Proctor improved once more, going only 3,000 slower than Hill, but it would be Moffat who who would have the last laugh, going top right at the death. Robottom was the final man to cross the line, propelling his smoking Honda to uh, ninth on the grid somehow. I'm not sure how he managed to find a lap in that car. No, nor me. Um, I'm not sure how he was able to breathe in that car. No. (laughs) Um, But Moffat would go on to take his first ever pole position in the ever-improving Infinity. Uh, The top ten would be as follows. Moffat on pole from Hill in second. The King of Croft, Turkington in third, followed by Proctor, Morgan, Oliphant. Cook, Championship Leader Sutton in 8th, Robottom in ninth, and Plato in 10th. Do you like the qualifying format? I don't mind it. Because I had the, the pleasure, of, which I don't normally have, of watching it alongside my partner, who is normally busy working, so I don't get to see yep. much racing with her. She doesn't like the qualifying format. I can understand not liking the qualifying format. It, it very much irks back to sort of like the late 90s where F1 used to do this 30-minute session. You go out and try and set your fastest time. Throw as many tyres at it as you like. Yeah. And then you, that sets your grid. But I think the way that F1 have shaken it up in sort mm-hmm. of like the last decade, decade and a half with this three three-section format, yeah, it I, think, works really well. I think it could work really well in touring cars. Yes, I know it makes the whole session on whole longer. That's the problem, because the support race is on the Saturday. That's the problem. Exactly, but take out a free practice session. Well, I don't think you need three qualifiers for, for touring cars anyway. A Q1 and a Q2. I don't think you need two two practice sessions for the touring cars. No, possibly it, not. It would throw a little more jeopardy up. Of people maybe not being able to find the right setup, yeah. still working on it, maybe going through qualifying, then you maybe have more of a mixed up grid. But even so, I think I think two sessions is fine. You do a Q1, top 15, go through, yep. top 15, shoot out. Split it in half. The only other, only other thing I thought of was to have everybody gets one lap. One shot. One shot qualifying, an out lap, and then yep. that's it. Which again makes it more exciting. The jeopardy's there. Um, but it's just a bit dull. It's it's odd. It's odd that ITV choose just to give the uh, the touring car quality on Saturday, but not the other races, because yep. it's the. I, I understand you, you don't necessarily want to watch the Porsche qualifying or the Porsche free practice, or whatever. Fine. There's lots of races on the Saturday we don't get to see. Yeah. But we do get to see the qualifying, which is the one of the more duller things on the Saturday calendar. Yeah, but it's the headline event. It's for the headline event, even. Would you rather watch another mini race or the touring car qualifying? I know we, I know we have to watch the qualifying because you need to write, write a report. <laughs> but if you had the choice of, okay, ITV are going to show you the uh, Ginetta Juniors and the minis from Saturday, or, and no qualifying. I, I, I would quite like to see the maybe a live stream of the other events from the touring car website. Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand why it's not on television on yes. Saturday. I understand that. But if you're going to put a stream of the uh, the qualifying, I don't understand why you don't have a stream online for the whole thing. The cameras are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch it on. Sort of like about two o'clock in the afternoon, where all the um, racing starts and yeah. the qualifying session for that. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I also think we should do something to change our qualifying as well. I'd also quite like to do qualifying with no ballast as well. I'd quite like to do that. Ooh. 
See, I quite like having the ballast on board. I like I like the way that that mixes up the grid as well. I'm all for a mixed grid, but I think it's crazy that you're almost punished by running well in the championship. So Ingram's a prime example that he, he can't run the weight on the car. That, yep. And he's been punished for, for being a championship contender. Now, I know you would argue when it's up to the, that's where the teams come in to find a way to run the weight. And, and that's a very good, compelling argument. But I don't know, it just seems harsh that you do really well to get to second third in the championship and you get this load of weight in the races it makes perfect sense you don't get any one driver winning all the races and dominating you yep. keep the championship close that makes perfect sense in the races qualifying is a bit harsh I think it, your whole weekend's ruined England starts down in 20 with full weight more or less full weight on board yep. what's he supposed to do and he struggles to make progress yeah. yeah anyway maybe in the off season we can have a what we do to change touring car pod yeah that sounds good love to hear the listeners thoughts on that as absolutely well. Um, we'll get on to race one for Sunday now. Race one. Well, the big question on Sunday was, one, would there be rain? And two, could Moffat convert his first pole? Well, as the race one, one began, there were a few spots of rain in the air. However, that never really materialised into anything more, which was a bit of a shame. Yeah, I was quite disappointed, really. Um, on the way to the grid, they had a little... Uh, talked to Cookie didn't they yeah. and he said yeah there's a few spots on the windscreen but and there was. it never really amounted to anything no which was a pity yeah across the rest of the weekend spoiler alert yeah no rain at all so good to see that the weather forecast we looked at on Friday <laughs> was up to date good right. old British weather for you brilliant stuff uh, as the lights dropped for the first time it was indeed Moffat who was able to blast clear with Hill holding his own on the outside lines keep Colin back Colin did try to force his way into second um, but Hill quite forcefully kept his spot uh, Proctor was then able to pip Colin round the outside to move up to third so Colin the big loser off the start uh, cars were sliding a little bit as the rain continued to dampen the track say so these were the only couple of laps where the rain was in the air and the track was cold uh, Oliphant would then come a cropper at Sunny Out following contact. I mean, is he the most unlucky man in the touring cars at the minute? Certainly is this year. The, the amount of incidents that he's either been caught up in or created or just, yeah. The really difficult thing as well is you can't even say he's qualifying badly, therefore that's what, he's qualifying well yep. and he's just getting caught up in other people's drama. I, I do feel for him because, yeah. you know... I think this is now three, four races on the bounce we've seen him involved, so it's not really his fault. Yeah, we thought it was going to be another year for him to maybe push on that that extra little bit yeah. more and maybe challenge towards the championship, and he's behind Jelly in the championship. Who's ironically had less <laughs> problems than all of them. <laughs> yeah. Which is madness, really, yeah. when you look at the history. Uh, this, of course, will tumble him down the order. It did come following some close racing with Cook and Sutton. I mean, Cook did a demon move around the outside... Uh, to take Sutton and Oliphant, but then the door banging began with Cook and Oliphant how, after that. How late did he break? He came out of nowhere, didn't he? It, it must have been an extra 10 yards yeah. later than anyone else yeah. going into that corner. He just but had a free run down the outside, didn't completely he? Completely caught Sutton napping, which is unusual. Yep. Um, and it, you know, it was a good move, but then the banging of the door handle started to Oliphant, which unsettled him slightly, and yeah, one of those. Wasn't the only time that Cook would do that this weekend either. Did it next race as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Might have done it in the third race as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Hill began to close the gap on Moffat. Moffat, of course, was weightless with, uh, and Hill was running with championship banners on board. Um, this little battle allowed Proctor to close in on the battle in pair. Uh, Cook would then put a great move on Morgan to elevate his Honda to fifth. It was very racy this weekend, Cook, wasn't he? Looking for every gap he could maximise. 
Yeah, it's it's a track that we know he goes well at, um, having taken two wins last season, and I think he was uh, trying to recreate that speed this time out. Sutton, who began steadily, then woke up and followed through uh, a corner or two later. That's been peak Sutton this year. He's allowed cars in front of him to do the hard work, to make the move, and when the car in front is then unsettled, he'll nip through a corner or so later when they're yep. napping or livid or what have you. It's quite clever from Sutton, really. Yeah. Doesn't have to do much of the hard work. Uh, Row Bottom, Smiley and Jackson tried to uh, solve the ever-hard equation of making three into one work. It didn't, uh, and Jackson was the worst off. Uh, replays suggest that Smiley tapped Row Bottom into Jackson, which would then break what looked to be the front and rear suspension of Jackson's car. Unlucky, because he was running well at that point. They all seemed to take three different lines into the hairpin and all met on the apex at once. Yeah. Um, and as you say, it broke the certainly the rear suspension of Jackson, um, broken toe link, and he limped it back into the pits, whereas Robottom dropped back a couple of spaces and Smiley toodled off up the road, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, so it's difficult for Jackson because he was the complete innocent mm. party, really. On he, the outside. He, he had the corner. Yeah. Just unfortunate. That's motor racing. Uh, out front, Hill had started to try all manner of moves on the Affinity, but to be fair to Moffat, he held firm, uh, drove his race, did keep drip, uh, dipping a wheel in the gravel unnecessarily, and I was convinced he was going to send it <laughs> round doing that. But, you know, he didn't make it easy. He was weaving across the line, kept Hill behind, kept him honest. Uh, Row Bottom was then forced off of the circuit into the tyre barrier with assistance from Aaron Taylor-Smith. It appeared he'd locked up, but you're not quite as convinced as me. Uh, yeah... Yes, there is a bit of a lock-up. I wonder whether it comes from an unloaded rear tyre. Um, but the amount of speed that he carries into that final complex area compared to Robottom is completely different, and it, it always kind of looked inevitable that he was going to make contact. Uh, Robottom's excursion scrambled the safety car, which bank, uh, obviously bunched the pack up. Ingram, which you were pleased about. I was pleased about. Number that was one. one of my two. Yeah, one of my two. Uh, Ingram had made it up to 13th, which meant he was at least scoring some crucial points, which is a, a decent start for him in the heavy car. In race trim went better than the quality trim. Yeah, 21th. Uh, 21th? 21st. 21st to 13th is, is a decent start to the race, something that he, I don't know, unfortunately has made a kind of a trademark in sort of like the middle part of this season, starting low down, making up a good few places on the opening couple of laps of race one, um, and then trying to improve his weekend from there on in. Absolutely. Uh, when the lights went out on the safety car, Moffat opted to bunch the pack up uh, before bolting in what was actually a very well-controlled safety car restart. I thought he pulled a couple of lengths on the hill and let everybody behind him sort of trip over each other. Quite, quite good. It was noticeable how how different those two cars were set up. Yeah. Moffat seemed to be really quick in a straight line down the main straight and the back straight, whereas Hill was much better on the brakes, much better through the corners. Yeah. And yeah, that drive off the hairpin to restart, it, it really benefited Moffat. Whereas Moffat looks so, if you say Moffat looks so unsettled at sunny in, sunny out. It yeah. Was, yeah. Hill was just closing, closing, closing yep. through those corners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hill was quick in the corners, you say, um, and made life as tricky as possible for Moffat. And to be honest, it did seem only a matter of time before Hill launched the move that would come off. Uh, behind Proctor dropped back from the lead two, which is a bit surprising, perhaps trying to run in some clean air, trying to cool the car. But this found him uh, in the clutches of Turkington, who didn't really look to get past him too hard. It was kind of a, a Turkington settling for this and see what we can take in the next race. Which makes sense, you know, Sutton and Cook are still behind you, Ingram's much further down the road. Hill, yes, he's ahead of you, but... One one thing to remember is that Turkington had more weight than Proctor in his first yeah, race. Yes, of course, yep, yep. 
Uh, with every lap that passed, Hill tried a different line, which was quite entertaining. Um, He's bobbing and weaving like a boxer, wasn't he? He was, wasn't he? Like Muhammad Ali. But yeah. Moffat, again, to give him his credit, put on a masterclass in defensive driving. Everywhere Hill wanted to be, the infinite he was. Uh, Smiley then found a way past Morgan with a little bit of hip and shoulder, um, but did well to make it stick. I mean, I Robust, think, wasn't it? I think it was just on the right side of the law. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone on the grid has done a hip and shoulder move in the past and... Yeah, yeah. there were a couple of the, those moves this weekend, and I think that was probably the most forceful of them. But, as you say, just about fair enough. Just about the right side, I think. Uh, Plato would tumble down the order, but it would later transpire that he'd had some damaged steering from contact earlier in the race. There goes my prediction. Indeed. <laughs> uh, Edwards and Oliphant would then come together, um, although it seemed that Edwards had suffered a puncture at centre round rather than having contact with Oliphant per se. Uh, a really mature drive by Moffat was ultimately rewarded with his first win of 2021, his first win in a real drive car, his first lights to flags having taken a pole. A weekend of first. Sam admitted he was wrong. Uh, Hill banked a valuable podium and proctored well to continue his good form with another podium to his name. Sam's tears as the, Moffat crossed the line and I put the oven on for the humble pie he was sure to be eating. So your top 15 for race one. Moffat, Hill, Proctor podium places Turkington Cook got a point for fastest lap Sutton Smiley Morgan Lloyd Shedden then Chilton Ingram Jelly Taylor Smith and Bordley scoring crucial points in the championship and in the Jack Sears how did you sort of find race one then other, other than the, the huge disappointment that befell you of course yeah um, Moffitt surprised me with how well he was able to defend um, as I say that, that straight line speed really helped him out in the areas where he needed it because um, I think Hill was looking fairly dangerous on the break especially yep. into Tower which is a, a favourite passing place but yes through sunny in sunny out I think a couple of seasons ago Hill would have lunged a move in there yep. but I think he's matured nicely and realised that okay we'll settle for this and then we'll go hard in race two where Moffitt has got full on board um, apart from that some other decent drives from Lloyd getting into the top 10 Shedden managed to make up a good amount of places to get up there as well Chilton scored points for you which you were happy about very happy about um, and yeah Bordley taking home the win in Jack Sears for race 1 um, I'm sure he'll be very happy with that 3 infinities in the top 15 start of a really good weekend for him is that the first time this season? no I don't think so no okay but yeah, start of a really good weekend for them. Um, moving on to race two. Moving on to race two. Race two. Going into race two at Croft then, um, we would see Sutton, Turkington and Ingram all start on soft tyres, something which we didn't have last time out at Thruxton. Um, and they would be the drivers looking to make the most progress towards the top of the field. Quick reminder, I hate this. Carry on. <laughs> Yes, you and tyres don't go well, do when they? When we go for the what we do to improve touring car pods, strap in, because there'll be a four-hour TED Talk on why it's such a stupid idea. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, after a short hold on the lights, the race was under the way, and the top six all got away fairly equally, even the rear-wheel drive against front-wheel drive. I have to say, actually, this season, it's not been as pronounced, I don't think. No, it has been a couple of instances where... Uh, drivers have really hooked up and gone. I think Oliphant has probably been the best starting on a rear-wheel drive car this season. Yeah, but even at, like Alton Park when Robo hooked it up for yeah. a front-wheel drive. Yeah, that's what I mean. Couldn't believe that start. 
I know they've toned down the boost a little bit off the line, so mm. it seems they've got the balance quite nice at the minute. Yep. Um, Cook, as we mentioned earlier, tried the same move as he did in race one against Turkington, ran the outside into tower, um, and the two of them will be rubbing and smacking door mirrors on the exit, um, giving each other hip and shoulder, and through Jim Clark S's, um, Turkington eventually backed out of it, didn't he? He didn't want to be... Well, he had two choices back out and up in the field. <laughs> Or in the tyres on the inside of the corner. <laughs> or across Sutton's front wing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he kind of gave up on that position. Up front, though, uh, Hill managed to edge his way through uh, against Moffitt at Sunny Out and gradually start to build a little bit of gap. That was until all the midfield came across the same piece of tarmac coming into the final complex, though, which ended for damage for ended up with damage for Osborne, Bordley, Chilton was spun around... And Butcher was parked in the fence. It was a, excuse my language, but clusterfuck, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was your classic. You know, three into one didn't work in the first race, so let's try fifteen into one. We'll eventually we'll find out how it works. No, it, there wasn't. I didn't really see what started it all either. No, and no, no penalty as far as I can see has been given out for the incident. So I think it was just a case of, you know, too many cars, yeah. too little tarmac, sort of what happens yeah uh, with um, Butcher being in the barrier the safety car was bought out second one of the weekend pleased for you wasn't it bingo bingo yep um, and Oliphant also looked as if he was caught up in the melee as he would go off at the beginning of the next lap with a broken rear suspension uh, the race would go on to restart on lap 6 it was quite a long hold behind the safety car really wasn't yeah, it I wasn't quite sure why um, oh actually I just thought that could be my villain just thinking on the spot oh Jumping Lovely. ahead. Carry okay. on. Wonderful. Um, with now a total of 18, race, uh, 18 laps to race. Uh, in the opening lap, Jackson had made the most amount of progress, going from 29th to 16th. Rowbottom had also made good progress, getting up to 18th from the back of the grid. Uh, although, before the restart had fully got underway, there was mm. a small, well, I say small incident. It was a fairly heavy impact where Nick Hamilton ran carelessly into the back of Boutel. Who possibly went into somebody else, because Boutel's bonnet would then flick up. Yes, exactly. It was unclear why, really. It's, at this level, it's not excusable. You, you don't hit cars into the safety car. No, I understand that you're trying to get a, as good a restart as possible, but you need to be aware of your surroundings. In the dry. In the wet, I'm a bit more, yep. I'll be a bit more um, lenient, but you can't be doing that. Um, Ingram was the next uh, driver to suffer a little bit of damage as it appeared on lap 7 he had had contact with a aforementioned tyre stack um, and was missing a headlight on one side of his car um, Was it a tyre stack or was it Gordon Shedman because he was also effectively a tyre stack this weekend No, he came on, on later in this race okay. um, but it certainly wasn't hampering his pace uh, lap... It got some weight out of the car <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, Lap 8, you were rejoicing weren't you when... Um, Chilton started a small revival following the spin um, by setting fastest lap of the race. Something and which he'd go on to hold until the end of the race. Which meant, on a technicality, I got a bingo. As I said, Chilton was scoring all three races. And I specifically yes, pointed out on yes. Friday that the fastest lap would be enough. And you agreed? Yes, so, I know. Not even you eaten humble pie. I've eaten victorious pie. Oh, dearie me. Anyway, Hill was um, escaping at the front, pulling out a significant oh, lead. I think Addison described it best. He was into race three by the time yeah. it finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Cook was next to make moves with a forceful pass on his teammate uh, Proctor. I believe I was, into Sunny In. Wasn't I was it? amazed on this one that it took Proctor so. I, I know you can't just get out of the way because you're going to lose places after place yourself. But yep. there wasn't a train behind Cook. Worse would have happened. He'd have lost two places. Yeah. But he's your teammate. He's fighting for the championship. It, I was astonished. It was three, well, two laps it took to get past him. Well, also, I think by the end of the weekend, Proctor is only about thirty points behind Cook. There is that, but <laughs> so, but they, they they hit each other at one point as well. Yep. As Eddie Jordan will tell you, what is rule number one of racing? Don't hit your teammate. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, both, Back in your box, Eddie. Both Turkington and Sutton were looking to take advantage of the move. Um, however, it wouldn't take Turkington too long to then get past Proctor. Um, and as that happened, Shedden pushed his way through past Sutton, and Ingram also slid past championship leader down into Tower. Hip and shoulder, where Cook has been doing his moves, forced uh, Sutton onto the grass, and Sutton Sutton of last year would have probably pushed back in both of them, ended up in the steward's office, both very red-faced, filling in various forms. Sutton of this year kind of just yielded and was happy to... Well, not maybe happy is the wrong word, but happy's not the right willing, word. Willing, willing yeah. to concede the place. More willing. And to be fair, his his good calm would be rewarded a bit later on. Yes. On the following lap, Shedden was on the offensive again, uh, pushing his way past Proctor this time, um, which also let Ingram and Sutton through again. Yeah. Um, and then Shedden was on a little charge and closed quickly on Turkington, who was battling with um, the back of Cook. Shedden once again. <laughs> push Turkington into the gravel at Clairvaux um, this was the most palatable of the three I think because it was three abreast Cook yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook was fighting held the inside Shedden sort of tried to come across all three of them have had a, had a decent run out of the hairpin yeah um, and uh, as we said earlier three into one doesn't go yeah this uh, is the one that makes and Turkington was on the outside and got pushed wide through the gravel at Clairvaux um which dropped him down to ninth, also allowing Cook continuing in third, but Sutton and Ingram nipped through past Shedden and Turkington to end up fourth and fifth, respectively. I think in the space of three laps, six drivers changed positions about yeah. 16 times. Yeah, <laughs> it um, was frenetic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, something that you t- couldn't really take your eyes off of. Um, they did all manage to settle down in the end, Um Ingram managed to get the position back at the end of the lap with a nice move on Sutton up at the hairpin. Um, and going into the final few laps, Hill was well out in front. Moffat was still hanging on, defending from Cook behind him mainly. Um, and this is actually how the top six would eventually finish. Moffat did really well. Those last three laps, not much happened compared to the previous no, ten. but Moffat, again, drove really, really nicely to yep. keep Cook behind him. I also think we saw a completely different Ash Sutton this race as we, than we used to, because it, you know, the instant Turkson early on, last year Sutton would have kept his nose in and forced the door open. Again, quite content just to you know sit there and score the points and not do anything too silly. And again, later on in the race, Ingram, he didn't really defend Ingram. He knows Ingram's so far back in the championship, happy to losing one place and wasn't going to make a big, big dif- difference. And you know, I, th- I think it's something a lot of the drivers who are looking at the championship this year are more willing to do. I mean, They're more willing to maybe concede one place yeah. to a driver around them, but keep them in their sights. Yeah. Because they'll think, okay, next race I'll get them back. I mean, this was a, a quintessential Turkington weekend for Sutton. I think it was a Turkington weekend for most people. Yeah. Is they were looking to where the other drivers were and just making the most 
out of the situation that was in front of them rather than going full out attack or full out defence. Question. Yes. Did you expect Moffat to get another podium with full weight on board? Because I'll be honest, I didn't. Um, We've seen him run weight before and it's not gone well. What I think helped is the amount of battling that was behind him. Yes. Um, and that at times took the pressure on, gave him a little gap for a bit of a breather. I think he knew almost instantly off the line that Hill was going to get him. Uh, to be fair, he didn't he did nothing stupid with Hill when Hill no, not got at all. the move done. Yeah, um, Hill was was well down the inside, threw Sunny in, Sunny out, and just he let him go. Um, and then Moffat defended again really well from either Cook or Turkington, and yeah. Two humble pies in one game. It's um, a maturing drive from mm-hmm. him. So, yeah. Anyway, the top 15 finished as follows. Hill from Moffat from Cook were your podium. Uh, Ingram, Sutton, I believe, took fastest lap. It might have been Hill, actually. Sure, race before. Yep. Um, <laughs> from Shedden in sixth, followed by Turkerton seventh. Proctor in eighth. Smiley, ninth. Another... Fairly average race for Smiley. Yeah, good points. Morgan in 10th. Um, Jelly 11th. Plato back up to 12th from a, a poor race one. Osborne won Jack Sears in 13th. Jackson managed to recover all the way up to 14th. And Goff managed to sp- score another point in 15th. Yeah, it's an alright race, wasn't it? Probably the most entertaining one of the weekend for me. Yes, and then the, uh, the ball afterwards is quite entertaining as well. With oh Alan Gow pulling the ball out. I said to you that number say, seven I, would come out. I was sitting here writing up this report and and we were waiting for the draw to be made. And as soon as Alan Gow was going to be making it, you said to me, Turkington's coming out. It doesn't matter what ball number he is, Turkington's coming out. And lo and behold, number seven, Colin Turkington, is on pole for race three. Uh, and I'm like, what has just happened? I'd like. I'm fed up the ball. I'd like to see a little wheel that gets spun. <laughs> Harder to, you know. I, I, yeah, that's easier to wait, surely. <laughs> there's been. Uh, I think a fan should do it. What an electric one or? No, just a fan. Yeah, an electric one or. Some, I, someone wins the opportunity to pick out the ball for race three each weekend. Yeah, but you can still wait the balls. That it's crucial to say there's ne- there's never been any evidence of any wrongdoing. No, however, no, however no. I would say that from the minute the ball system was brought in, there have been corners of the internet that are <laughs> convinced that it is fixed in some way, shape, or form. Alan Gow having his typewriter out scripting these things. It's bizarre that you have to be careful. It's bizarre <laughs> that you've had drivers do it all year. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, by the way, but it's bizarre that the winning drivers done it all year, and then yeah, this yeah. weekend for some reason it's Gow. I quite like your fan idea, or team principal idea but I think yeah if you have a fan who's not invested in the sport as, as such it's a bit more I, I don't think it matters either way a fan coming in to yeah. do it would be an excellent thing I think but again to reiterate because lawyers exist that it was yeah, yeah. there's no evidence at all of it being a fix <laughs> it was just quite funny that <laughs> that uh, it was uh, yeah Turkton's name that came out anyway shall we get on to the race 3 then absolutely race 2 well, as discussed, uh, Colin Turkton would start race number three on pole and would be desperate to deliver a win which he would need to close the gap at the top. Uh, however, with Shedden and Sutton starting second and third, it would be no easy task. 
Uh, lights went out for the final time and Turkton made the best start getting clear of the pack behind. A pile up into turn one did scramble a safety car with Lloyd, Goff, the big losers, along with Jackson and Edwards. Just seemed to be a, a classic first corner incident really, didn't it? I, I think it was a case of someone dropped a tyre in the gravel, spun round and then everyone else sort of like took avoiding action or collected them. Well, um, Goff suggested that there was a, a torpedo or words to that effect, I've forgotten his exact tweet, uh, into him into the corner at race three. So um, Interesting, really, because it's almost the damage on Goff's car being at the front. Just saying. Well, if he spun around or whatever, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the lights in the safety car went out a lap or so later. It was amazing how quickly, actually, this one got cleared up in comparison to some of the other bits and pieces. Snatch vehicles straight out there, wasn't it? Don't start on that. <laughs> that that comes later. Yeah. Uh, Turkton opted to go early and checked out uh, very quickly from the pack. To be fair, uh, the race restarts under the safety car this weekend were excellent by the cars yep. uh, in front. Uh, Proctor and Hill came together with Proctor tapping quite forcibly the rear of the fours, but to ultimately no avail. Thankfully, both uh, escaped having uh, well escaped uh, any sort of long lasting damage. Uh, Halstead ended up in the tyres, having lost the rear on his own following a battle with Oliphant. I don't think he quite made the tyres, but yes, he did have a spin. Well, yeah, he went, he went near them, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Plato went for a slide at Sunny, doing very well to avoid the oncoming traffic. Not sure if he was contacted or if whether something broke on the car. The amount clear. of pace that he carried off and the distance that he went off. Which makes you think something broke on the car, because yeah. it looks like he couldn't even brake, because it yeah, you wouldn't have that much speed if you were able to hit your braking point. Yeah. I was waiting for him to hit something because I didn't know what was that far out of camera view because I've never seen that far out of camera. I, I thought he was going to end up in Herefordshire the way he was <laughs> going. But, but anyway, yes, he did well to avoid the oncoming traffic. Uh, Road Bottom would get past Smiley and Osborne followed before Smiley was forced wide and dropped back. Possibly if a problem wasn't quite so clear, but it could have been shuffling, of course. Yep. Uh, behind, Morgan began to look for a way around Hill, but ended up spinning, which had the knock-on effect of sending Robottom into jelly, which resulted in the BMW spinning. Synchronised, yeah. almost. For me, Hill did nothing wrong. He held his line. Morgan tried yeah. it and just got himself a bit out of shape. Yeah, he dipped a uh, rear wheel on the dirt, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, out front, Colin had checked out uh, with Butcher and Smelt coming together behind. Again, don't hit your teammate. <laughs> uh, and Aaron Taylor-Smith benefited, although Butcher did manage to get back past his teammate eventually. Uh, Sutton was looked fast in third, but wasn't willing to do anything too rash. As we said earlier, toying with Shedden was sort of the order of the day. More bobbing and weaving, wasn't it? Yeah, you kind of felt that if the championship relied on it, Sutton would have got past um, yep. and possibly then chased down Colin, but he didn't need to. He knew he didn't need to. He was in front of every title rival but one. Uh, further back, Hill was a cork in the bottle, appearing to be struggling with a full race weight on board. However, did well not to lose a position. Uh, Osborne and Robottom were then banged door handles, which seemed to result in damage to Osborne's Ford, uh, possibly of a puncture, which is a real shame as he had been running quite well for the wearer tools outfit up to that point and was a contender for the Jack Sears. You were so disappointed when that happened. Massively. He's lost the Jack Sears this weekend by two points. Of course I'm disappointed. Not just for him, but for me. Because <laughs> I, I think I said at the time, the race isn't over yet, and you were like, yes, Osborne's going to take Jack Sears. And I was like, anything he, could happen. He could have a puncture. Lo and behold, he had contact and then got a puncher. <laughs> he very nearly did. He, yeah, he, he didn't win the Jack Sears, but I think he won our hearts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sutton began to crank up the pressure as the laps fell, but didn't overly commit to a move. And out front, Colin Turkle was able to claim a fairly routine victory. It wasn't a particularly exciting race, to be honest with you, so we've cracked through that quite quickly. Your top 15 being Turkton from Shedden from Sutton, Ingram Cook, Moffat Hill, Proctor, Rowbottom, Chilton, points again, 
Butcher, Taylor Smith, Oliphant, Jelly and Carl Bordley. As I say, it wasn't the most exciting uh, of race threes, was it? No. Um, apart apart from all the comeuppance at the start. Oh yeah, first two laps was great. Other than which that. is kind of what we expect for a race three. The the rest of it was fairly, I don't know, processional. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Shall we move on to some driver grades, some awards, and some updates for our predictions? Yes, let's do that. Well, ultimately, Sutton may not have lost too much ground in his championship tilt, but I have lost ground in the predictions <laughs> tilt. We are now... <laughs> right. Uh, we are now equal on 22 points each. You have closed the gap this weekend Hold with it back. four points. So, you had a point for Hill, the race winner. I can't believe neither of us got Sutton. I mean, Sutton, Cook and Ingram were three very good oh, yes. calls on paper. Yes. Unfortunately, none of them are right. No. You also had a point for two or more cars in the Clairvaux Gravel, although you really, really got lucky in race two for that happening. But yeah, yeah. it happens. Sutton top eight every race. That was such a cop-out. In I mean, I might have next week Sutton to start <laughs> a race. He may have had a puncher or something. Yeah, he may yeah. have been taken out. Yeah, yeah. There was quite quite a possibility of it with all three of them that is like true. battling. That is true. Uh, Plato 25 plus points was... We, we don't need to talk about that. Wild don't ambitious. need to talk about that at all. You went for Robo in the Jack Sears, which ultimately was wrong. And you did... as, as was your Ross We'll get to Floppy boards at the chicane didn't come up. Sticking his nose in it at the hairpin didn't come up, although you were close on a couple so of close. occasions. But a car sliding at the Jim Clark S's... I think that was almost lap two of race one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was. That came yeah. up pretty quickly. Uh I said I had no race winners. A Turkin double podium didn't quite... I mean, I was close. It was there or thereabouts all weekend. It was, just just not quite good enough. Chilton just scoring all three. Oh, that tastes oh, so good. That's such just, a good picture. Just get in the bin. As fast as that, baby. Uh, two or more safety cars. Oh, yeah, I haven't got a cop out. <laughs> we had no safety cars at Thruxton. Thruxton. <laughs> Uh, Nothing Os- happens at Thruxton. Well, that's true. Osborne uh, for Jacks here's two points away. Yep. That's just, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, went for that puncher in race three. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I can't believe. Well, traction zone. I can believe. I can't believe Harvey didn't say Kiercroft. Addison said it about fifty times. Harvey didn't say it once, and Harvey did say he was just happy to sit there and score the points or words to that effect in race one, and he kept coming close to doing it in race two. As well, which means we're on how many points each? Twenty-two each. Ooh. All to play for, three to go. Three rounds left. It's going to be a tight, tight battle. The dark thing is, this, this isn't even your best round. You scored five, which is the best for the year so far at Knock Hill. Yep. Uh, so well done, but you have Thank pulled you. it back quite nicely. So well done. We'll see how we get at the end of the season. However, uh, right, let's do some grades, and then we'll do our awards, and then we'll say bye bye. Um, let's do some grades then. Go Colin on. Turkington. A B. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Did okay. Yeah, got the win that he he, he wanted more out of this weekend, really. Yeah. Um, but probably did the best in what the situation offered. Shouldn't have lost the podium in race one. No, no, not just from my point of view, but he should Proctor have lost. Proctor was lighter. Yeah, but I'm surprised he couldn't find a way to get it back as the race diverged, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Oliphant, I think you've been a bit harsh, but I think probably okay. His luck needs to change for his grades to go up. Yeah, but it's not his fault. I know. But that's the thing, but... he qualifies well. It's not like he's qualifying down in 20th and you go, well, you're going to race that kind of, you know, that pack there. He's qualifying well and he's just getting unlucky. I mean, this weekend it's Cook because 
unsettled the car. And, you know, he's done nothing wrong. He's held position. Yeah, but Turkington gets unsettled by cooking in race two, and and he still managed to hold on to it. Yeah, but it's not identical. I think it's fairly similar. Yeah, but you know for whether it taps two centimetres back can be all the difference. You yeah, know. I know. I, know. I just feel that for Oliphant, he's not doing a great deal wrong. It's not like he's seeking out these things or he's aggressively driving and you know causing these things. You know, it's not like a couple of drives on the grid. He's possibly the, the uh, most unlucky this season. I think a D is fine because he didn't overly recover well. I, I grant that, but I just feel sorry for the fella. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Jelly gone for a C as it's a Jelly weekend. Score points. Yep. Had a little spin. Yep. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> Nothing unspectacular. Kind of where we expect him to be. Three points finishes. Yep. 13th, 11th and 14th. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Ada Moffitt. I, I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it. Ah. 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 An A. Yeah. Star? No. No, no. We don't give any his, his best weekend in the touring cars um, by a long way, um, and top top point scorer this weekend. I can't add anything. Uh, gone for Sutton to be a B. Yeah, did what he needs to do. Not particularly spectacular. This championship is fizzling out, man. <laughs> Gap's been closed by one point, mate. Battle's still on. <laughs> Bordley. Bordley. Uh, gone for a C. I think that's slightly harsh. I wanted to give him a B, but you're desperate for a C. You just don't like the Infinity. He's... Yeah, okay. You hate he's, laser tools racing. He's had two points finishes, 15th, 15th. He's won Jack Sears only just. What, what do you want him to do? He's got two he's, points finishes. He's done nothing wrong. He's Right, he's gone from 15th to 23rd in race, th- in race two. Yeah, but... Contact. We need to see a bit more pace. We need to be seeing a bit more qualifying pace as well. I don't know what you, what, what you want from the port lads, to be honest with you. Oh, I just told you. All right. Shedden, gone for a C. Good points scored, but again, just wrong side of the law for me. Yeah. Um, he needs to calm down, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Calm down, and you'll probably get a few better results, and people won't hate you as much. Okay. Robo. <laughs> Strong life advice there from Sam. Just, you know, I just don't want to see cars punted off for the sake of it. And, yep. You know, I'm all for hard racing, but hard fair racing, please. Uh, Robot, I'm gone for a C. Didn't do particularly well in the uh, Jack Sears or indeed the main championship. Lots of. Uh, an up and down weekend, although to be fair to him, it's not his fault Aaron Taylor Smith punts him off in race one. Yep. Uh, Proctor, gone for a C. Disappointed this weekend, if I'm being honest with you. I know he's second a podium, but just didn't really then capitalise in race two or three, did he? Yeah, this is the first weekend for quite a few weekends that he's been outscored by Cook. Yeah. Um, which I think that's a bit of a, a show for Cook coming back onto some form and Proctor just almost levelling out. I also wasn't a fan of how long it took to let Cookie pass. He's your teammate yeah. in the title challenge, you know, let him yep. through. Uh, Cookie, gone for a B... I mean, you wanted to give him a C. Yeah, I expected more. He's got a podium and two fifths. But last year he had two wins. Yeah, but last year's last year. Today's the day, tomorrow's tomorrow. He he looked racy this weekend, and and I thought he was going to push through the grid a little bit more. Yeah, but you couldn't have atoned for Hill or Moffat suddenly pulling out rabbits out of their exhausts, could you? So, you know, he's, he's he's got two top sixes. He's gone forward in each race. I don't think you can ask much more, can you? Really? He's taken an extra point for fastest lap. 
A win. I think he'd have been expecting a win this weekend. But where? You, he'd have helped your predictions out. That's well. my predictions no end. But <laughs> Moffat's on pole in race one with no weight on board. Hill's decided that enough's enough to finish second. He wants a win. And race three, Colin Turton gets away. I don't I don't think a win slipped out of his hands this weekend. No, but coming into the weekend, he would have expected well, Everybody one. would have expected the win. Not, well, not everyone. everybody. Yeah, no, come no, on, okay. don't be ridiculous. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> there's, there's ten drives I would have expected the win this weekend. Eleven yeah. if you count Jason. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on pushing. Not even can win. B. Edward's gone for a D. Mm, Caught it's... up in things again. Yeah. Yes, yeah. okay, they may not be her fault. Yes, she was unlucky with a puncher in, uh, right at the end of race one where she was running fairly well. But, I don't know, is uh, it's not getting caught up in things. I know they're not always her fault. It's not helped the Proctor's come in late mm. and hit the ground running. I know he's not a rookie. I know he's a race winner. But there's so much more in that car, isn't there? Yes. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, Jake Hill, uh, a fellow A this weekend. Again, I can't believe I had to argue you to give him an A. The man takes second, second, first, and then gets a seventh with full weight on board. What Again, what, what do you want from these people? He scored two points less than Moffat. What do you want from these people? He's taking second in a car that weighs... has got you sat in it. Half of you sat in it. <laughs> that's rude. Well, you're um, not 47 kilos, are you? I'm 88 <laughs> and I'm less than you. <laughs> um... Yeah, I was I was maybe expecting a little more progress in race three. You're so harsh this weekend, man. I'm feeling it. But everyone in front of him is lighter. I don't know, I don't know what you want from these people. Push it. Keep on pushing. If he wants to really be pushing for the title, okay. then he needs to be taking more positions. You can enter park run next weekend, and you, I'll carry. You can carry me. I can't. I'm working. Next next time you're off on a Saturday, <laughs> we'll do a park run. I'm you, you washing can, my hair. You can carry me and I'll keep saying, push it, push it, go on, push it. Do you know what I mean, the man's got seventh and full weight on board. <laughs> Allow it. I've given him an A. Yeah, under duress. <laughs> uh, teammate Jackson, now, he's had a really poor season by his standards from last year. It looked to be being revived this weekend and just unfortunately caught in other people's dramas. Uh, it's a C. His pace this weekend was really good. Yeah, Having qualified 11th, he'd recovered from that race one damage to 14th from yeah, 29th. Um, and then again caught up in stuff in race three. Yeah, C because did get to see his full potential this weekend. Yeah. Osborne had gone for a C. Should have won the Jack Sears this weekend really given the positions he was in. But to be fair, good pace, yeah. And involved in the racing, a better weekend. Again, the, the focus looks like it really likes Croft. Yes, yes, I'd agree. Uh, Andy Neat, we've gone for a C. Scored really good Jack Sears points this weekend. Got yep. a fourth in one of the races for Jack Sears, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think he scored 32 points in total. Um, and yeah, he had a fourth in race three for Jack Sears. Not a bad effort, to be no. fair. Um, Only five points behind Robo in Jack Sears this weekend. This weekend, yeah, and stayed out of trouble, so yep. fair play. Uh, Butcher, now you've gone for a D. Obviously, can't help the engine blowing up in race one. Does fairly well to recover his weekend. Nineteenth, stunted progress. But it's the door banging, it's the pushing, it's the aggressive racing. You're not a fan of, isn't it? I, I don't see the necessity for it. Copy and paste from Shedden really is you can be over aggressive and it it really hampers your weekends. And that and is other just people's. yeah, it's just what we keep on seeing at the moment. To for him to be only scoring five points in a weekend is not good enough. No, I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, Sam Smelt, we've gone for a C. Good pace from Smelt this weekend. Really encouraging pace. Um, at times he was 
holding Butcher to his own. I haven't said that. I've just looked at the scores. He's gone backwards in race one. Yes, but he's had three third place finishes in the Jack Sears in each race. Yes, but you wanted to give Baudley a C for not pushing. He's gone backwards. I'm just saying that he's had more pace than we've seen this from him this year. I still think that should elevate Baudley to a B, but time is against us. So uh, Ingram, I've gone for a C. Man, yep. man, man. He just cannot run weight in that car, can he? Every weekend at the moment, it seems. You come into a weekend with 66 kilos, you qualify in the bottom end of uh, of the grid, and then gradually make progress and try and snatch a race three podium or victory. It looks like he's dragging the Ginx's pasty van <laughs> when he's in qualifying. Well, thankfully, coming out of this weekend now, he's down in fifth in the championship. Yep which will take a load of weight out of the car, and Silverstone is one of his favourite circuits. I was a bit disappointed in race th- three as well, for being honest, that he didn't really travel Sutton at all for a podium space. Oh, now you're wanting this push. <laughs> well, it... Yes, because he had less weight. Right. I'm just surprised. I'm not saying he should have... No, I'm not saying lost like you cracking the whip. I'm just surprised that... that... The front three were a long way ahead of him, and I was quite surprised in race three. He had three. more weight than Sutton. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. You're right. You are right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised by how big the gap was in race three. Come on, he didn't trouble Sutton at all in race three. No, I know. So, were you not surprised how big the gap was? Well, yes and no. We we know that that car doesn't seem to like weight. Yes, but you'd expect him to be a bit closer. Particularly, yeah. particularly when Sutton's all on the back of Shed and they're slowing each other up. I don't think they were slowing each other up. They weren't battling as hard as they could be. As we said, Sutton was playing with Shedden. Okay, so Borden needs to do better, but Ingram's fine not to challenge for a podium. Interesting consistencies here. Uh, Boutel gone for a D. Don't hit things under safety car. Please. Don't get hit under safety car. And it, it's just a bit of a lacklustre weekend from him in the end. Particularly yes, after got, his Thruxton exploits. Yeah, he's got a decent result in race three, but seven people also haven't finished. Yep. Uh, Smiley gone for a C. Good racing, just about the right side of the law. I know he has, he has penalty points. I will sum those up in a moment. Yep. Um, but yeah, a C for him. Hamilton a D. Don't hit people under safety car, please. And then don't lose your car on your own, please. It's almost like he blinked and realised that the car in front of him was a lot closer than just got he realised. Yeah, just got caught out, but a D for him. Aaron Taylor Smith was easily the. Oh, sorry, I missed Goff. Goff a D. Sorry, I missed Goff because it was. Like he wasn't there at times, unfortunately. He scored a point this weekend. Yeah, but and the, that was about the highlight. The drop off's quite scary, actually. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Smith was the best of the hard boys, gone for a C, but please don't hit people locking up, please. Chilton <laughs> uh, gone for a C. What a weekend for oh, a fantastic driver, one of the greatest to ever grace the sport. Super duper and had pace in the car as we saw in race number two. I mean, fairness to him, actually, he's not had a great season. All jokes aside, this is a decent weekend. This score was... points twice. Should have scored points in race two as well. Yeah, this this was meant to be his uh, his good weekend. We said coming into it, he's got good form coming well. into Croft, and um, yeah, he's he's picked up twelve points to Morgan's fourteen. Not bad. Yeah, uh, Morgan C did okay. Yeah, That's it's a bit it. of a underwhelming weekend from him. Yes, he had the spin in race three and didn't really make much progress. Would agree. Uh, Plato and Lloyd, both Ds, both had early promise and fell back through the grid quite quickly. Uh, Mitchell, the C, although I want to see some pace soon. Um, I want to see some a sign of life soon. Um, 
yeah, needs to yeah. improve it a little bit. And House said, see, not a terrible outing, not a great outing. Just Kept out of trouble, yes. which is important. Uh, a quick summation of the penalties, then we'll do awards, and then we'll leave you B. So, um, Gordon Shetland has received an official reprimand and had his license endorsed by the additional two penalty points for an incident involving Jade Edwards. That was at Thruxton uh, at first corner. And Dan Robottom was penalised by the addition of a second to his overall race time for overtaking under safety car conditions. Don't overtake under safety car conditions, please. I think that dropped him a couple of points in the championship it as did, well. Yes, it yeah. did. Uh, race one here at Croft, Smiley received a reprimand and had his license endorsed by the addition of two penalty points for the incident involving Dan Robottom and presumably Jackson. Jackson. Yep. And Aritaya Smith was given a verbal warning for the incident involving Row Bottom, which makes you think he did lock up because yeah. that's why he's not been punished yeah, yeah. any harder. Uh, race two, Chris Smiley uh, was penalised by the addition of 0.7 seconds as over race time for an incident involving Jenny, so that was to swap positions back, presumably, um, having sent Jenny round. Nope. Because Jelly finished in race two. Race two. Jelly finished 11th and Smiley finished 9th. I don't know them. Uh, <laughs> and Dan Robottom got an official reprimand in race three and had his license endorsed by two penalty points for the inv- incident involving Stephen Jelly. That was that little spin, wasn't yeah. it? Which, I don't know, everyone was checking up yeah. because Morgan had spun. So. A bit harsher. That does mean that Robottom has had, um, we've been involved in three incidents this weekend, <laughs> albeit he was only the uh, perpetrator in one of them. Yeah. Okay, right, quick award session then Sam your driver of the weekend I think is probably the same as mine yep um, don't want to hear you say it as I said in the opening title sequence uh, a mediocre Moffat has made me eat my words and he is the driver of the weekend for both of us cream or ice cream or squirty cream I don't don't custard don't do cream custard Uh, your villain of the weekend uh, mine is probably going to be Butcher. Again, I've said it before, if you're scoring five points in a weekend, you're not going to be anywhere near a title, um, and you need to improve driving standards. Driving which is what yours is. Yeah, driving standards and safety standards. There was an incident which I really didn't like in one of the support races in the Genettas where we had a snatch vehicle on uh, circuit recovering cars. At without, Clervo. At Clervo, without safety car conditions. We don't like it. It's ridiculous. Recovery should only be done on a safety car, in my opinion. We don't want recovery vehicles out on track about a safety car. Yeah. The consequences are just too big if you get it wrong. Yes. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, uh, uh, albeit, I suppose the mitigation is that the snatch vehicle is, is at Clervo already, but just don't. It can't be entering the circuit. If it's if it can do it from behind the barrier, I've mm. not got as much problem with it because yep. the the risk is much lower. Yeah. But to actually have a recovery vehicle on circuit. Without the safety car, I don't like it at all. And with marshals out there, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, we've seen how hot, too many risks. We've seen it this year how dangerous motorsport racing is. We've seen, you know, obviously, the main incident that comes to mind is the Jules Bianchi incident at uh, Suzuka, Suzuka a couple of years ago. It's not hard to scramble a safety car. Nope. Although nope. people overtake onto it anyway. But regardless, and yeah, and driving standards in general. You know, I understand the tire point Harvey was making. But I have to say, I think the driving standards this year have been poor across the season. I thought they came to a head here. A lot of cars and teams and drivers having their, their days torn apart by other people's problems. You feel you feel for hard. We've got a big turnaround to get golf ready for Silverstone. It looked cosmetic, but you don't know if it's any damage to the suspension or to the uh, the, sh- the chassis underneath. So, same with Lloyd. Plato could have been had his car written off ahead of a week turnaround as well. You, I just... 
I want to see hard racing. It's a contact sport, but hard racing. Get it? Very Sorry, good. <laughs> good squishy. Uh, but I do think that um, the racing standards have been poor, and I like hard racing, but it's got to stay the right line, the right side of the law. I don't want to see push to passes. I don't want to see people being pushed off for the sake of it. You know, aggression, yes, but take a leaf out some of the more aggressive overtakers who do it properly, like Sutton, like Ingram. On a brighter note, yes. Uh, my surprise of the day uh, was Smelt, actually. Um, seeing the pace that he had throughout the weekend, really, he was at times able to keep up with Butcher, who we had already commented has had really good pace when he wasn't off the track. Um, and taking three-thirds in the Jack Sears, having probably one of his best weekends in Jack Sears, it's um, good to see some improvement from the start of the season from him. Yep, that's very good. I've gone for Aaron Taylor-Smith, who had a good pace all weekend. Yes, a slight blemish on his copybook with the incident with Rowbottom. However, as I said, there was a mitigating factor. But, you know, he's starting to come good for that hard team now, and when Goff is... Struggling. Struggling. Taylor Swift does seem able to at least score some points, which is what they need. Yeah. Um, and he does seem to have the grips of that car. We've seen all season he's been there or thereabouts of it and just signs that he's started to come good in it. Yeah, my surprise bad for the weekend kind of falls in line with how the, the penalties were dished out this weekend. Um, Robottom, either caught up in something or causing something this weekend and... From this, the mid-season form that he's shown to going into this weekend and only scoring seven points, it's not great. I've gone for Plato. You start 10th on the grid and you come away with four points. Yes, okay, you've had... Should have been 25-plus. <laughs> just a weekend to forget. You're at least, yeah, okay, yes, the contact is unfortunate, but yeah, not not a good weekend from Jason Plato. It went, particularly given he had a position of potential strength 10th on the grid, yep. no weight on board of course, heavier cars in front of him you'd expect him to you know, score points there, didn't do very well Yeah, yeah, I was definitely expecting that uh, Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed it we'd love to hear your driver of the day um, who you thought did well did badly um, any other thoughts that you have on the racing and looking towards the final three rounds, who you think is obviously best placed and who you think has still got to improve going into the final rounds of the championship if any of you actually believe that this isn't Sutton's do get in contact and yeah, you know, yeah. give me good read and you know change my mind you know I'm obviously very 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 set that this is uh, Sutton's championship and nothing else can stop him am I right yeah we'll we'll find out um we'll be both off to Silverstone this coming weekend um no We're not together for a change yeah no break in between um so it'll be difficult for some teams to turn around some of the damage that was suffered this weekend um, but we'll look forward to the racing and we'll bring you a preview pod on Friday and then we'll catch you up again the, later in the week after um, but we hope you enjoy your week and we'll speak to you then speak to you Friday remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast, and you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 